All right. So, how many of you ever heard this phrase, <clears throat> preach the gospel, and if necessary, use words? Right? Maybe some of you have heard that one before. This quote, or some variation of it, is often attributed to St. Francis of Assisi. Uh, now, unfortunately, there is no evidence uh, that he actually ever said it. There's no evidence to actually link that back to him. No one's really sure actually where it came from. But that's okay, in my mind, uh, actually, because the quote is still here, regardless of who said it or where it came from. But when I first heard that quote, I really liked it. I loved it, because it, it really talked about how the gospel should be lived out in our world, and that Jesus uh, should be evident through the way that we live and love our neighbors and communities. Uh, and it's true that we can strive for that, but I do have I do have a few issues with this quote as well. Uh, we'll get to those shortly here. Uh, so we're continuing in our Being Bic series where we talk about what it means to be the Brethren in Christ, that denomination. And to help us structure that conversation, we're going through what our denomination calls our 10 core values. Uh, and and both, both the good and the bad from that quote we started off with there can help us to see the core values that we're going to be talking about today. So we're doubling up on them again today. We're doing two core values. So let's take a look at the first one. Witnessing to the world. As brethren in Christ, we value witnessing to the world. We value an active and loving witness for Christ to all people. Active and loving. Active, as one might assume, implies action, right? Intentionality, being a witness, doesn't just happen, right? It takes uh, intention, effort, it takes purpose, uh, the things you enjoy, right? The things that you want to tell people, the things that you value, you end up finding ways to shoehorn that stuff into conversations, right? I saw a joke uh, online <clears throat> once that says, a vegan, bit a vegan Bitcoin investor who does CrossFit and didn't vote in the 2016 election walks into a bar. Now everyone's wondering what they're going to bring up first, <laughs> right? So if there's something that we love or are into or that we value, we'll find ways to talk about it, right? It's, it's why sometimes I have movie references in my sermons, right? Because I, I love movies. <laughs> so we'll intentionally find ways to talk about the things that matter to us, right? Our witness is active. And here's the thing about this value. We're not just being witnesses for a better way, right? We're not just witnesses for a different morality, right? We are witnesses for Christ. So this means that our witness has to point people to Jesus, not just being a good citizen, not just being a person who cares about others. Those things should be true of us, but when we do that, it should point back to Jesus. And here's where it gets a little scary for people. How do we make sure that it points back to Jesus? Well, really, the only way to do that is to talk about it. Right? And here's, here's one of the shortcomings of that quote that I opened up with here. It says, to preach the gospel and, if necessary, use words. It rightly points to a life lived for the glory of God, but the gospel is declared, 
right? The message of the good news of Jesus is a declared gospel. We speak it. It's one of the reasons why I talk about it so much in my sermons. Let's see if you guys can, uh, can, finish, can say this phrase along with me. See how many of you have been paying attention over this last year. Jesus lived the life we couldn't live, died the death we should have died, and rose again to give us hope. All right, that's the gospel. Right, the perfect life of obedience that was required of me, I couldn't do that. So he did it for me and gave it to me as a gift. The death that was mine to die as a penalty for my sins, he died that death for me so that I wouldn't have to. And then the hope that we have of life with him was sealed when he rose from the dead as a sure sign that death was conquered. Right? You, can't, you can't communicate that by gr buying groceries for people. You can't communicate that by advocating for the unborn. You can't communicate that by advocating for marginalized people. You can't communicate that working with the hurt, the sick, the addicted, the homeless. The message can only be declared. It's why I want whoever comes to this church to be able to articulate it. If someone ever asks you what the gospel is, hey, you talk about this gospel thing, what even is that? You should be able to say it. The gospel of Jesus is declared. But this value also points to something else about our witness. So we've seen that it, the, our witness is active, uh, meaning it's intentional. We can't just glide or drift into witnessing. <clears throat> it has to be directed to Christ, meaning it's a declared gospel and directed at Jesus, not just good moral ways of living. Uh, but our witness is also to be loving. Loving. We talked about this a lot in our Elephant in the Room series a little while back. right? Our posture for witnessing to people for Christ should be that of love for that person. Not judgment. right? Not condemning. Loving. This is, this is another reason why I emphasize the fact that we are all fellow fallen image bearers of God. right? We respect the imago dei, right? the image of God in every person. We recognize the, their dignity as such. And we recognize that we are no more deserving of the love and mercy of God than anyone else. So we come humbly and with great love for each person, declaring with our lives and our words the greatest news of our lives. That Jesus lived the perfect life I couldn't live, died the death I should have died, and rose again to give me hope. And our witnessing begins right where you are. Right where you are. Many times witnessing, it just sounds so, so huge, right? Like such a huge task. You know, but it doesn't have to feel that way. Right? Jesus told his followers to go and make disciples in Judea, which was their immediate area. And then in Samaria, which was their surrounding area. And then to the ends of the world. Right? We start where we are. Craig Sider, in the book Focusing Our Faith, which is a book about these core values, you've heard me mention that before, I'm sure I'm going to mention it more, uh, says that witnessing begins where we stand. Witnessing begins where we stand. It's about our communities. 
right? The spheres of people where we already find ourselves. We begin with our friends, our neighbors, our families. Just start there in active, loving witness to the God who saved you. The second core value speaks to the good part of our initial quote that we started with, right? Because here we are to actively serve people. Here's the value. In the Brethren in Christ, we value serving compassionately. We value serving others at their point of need, following the example of our Lord Jesus. Our service to people lends credibility to our declared message. Right? Much like the uh, miracles of the early church lent credibility to the message of the early apostles, so too do our acts of service for people lend credibility to our witness. But serving people is not just about lending credibility to the declared gospel. Right? We don't just do it, we don't just serve people as a means to get to the end of declaring the gospel, though that is important. We serve people because that's our model. Right? Our value states that we serve people following the example of our Lord Jesus. Listen to this, Matthew 20. Whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man, who is Jesus, did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus came to bring the kingdom of God. A king sets the tone for his kingdom, right? And so what is the tone that Jesus sets for his kingdom? A service tone, right? He lived a life of service and pouring himself out, not just for his friends, but for those who were actively killing him on the cross. He died for them too, right? As brethren in Christ, as, as followers of Jesus, we are to be serving people at their point of need. And yes, our greatest need is forgiveness, right? Yes, that is our greatest need. But there are physical needs as well. You know, some Christians, uh, well-meaning, but they will say, they'll set up this false dichotomy, right? And they'll say something like, well, fighting for justice, for racial reconciliation, or living wages for people, blah, blah. That's not the gospel, Right? Don't get sidetracked. Just stick with the gospel. And they're technically uh, right in that those things aren't the declared gospel that we talked about earlier. Those things aren't the gospel specifically. But fighting for those things are a part of the kingdom of God that Jesus came to bring. A place where all people are valued. Where none are in need. Where the sick are are cared for, the lonely given community, the marginalized are lifted up, and the hurting brought healing. At its core, the gospel is about reconciliation, right? making things right. And this is what Jesus told us to do. Right? Um, I'm going to read here from 2 Corinthians 5. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. 
and he is committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. See, there is a difference between social justice and a social justice gospel. Uh, now let me explain here. Um, a social justice gospel would say that uh, the work of bringing justice and righteousness to societies is the gospel of Jesus. Right? Our, meeting, our meeting of needs and lifting up of the poor and marginalized is the gospel. And strictly on a technical level, that's not correct, right? The, the gospel is the declared gospel of Jesus' reconciling work on the cross that saves us from our sin. However, social justice is what we are called to as followers of Jesus. Because that's a part of bringing the, the, the kingdom of God here on earth as it is in heaven. That is what we are called to do. Listen to this. Matthew 4, from that time on, Jesus began to preach, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Jesus was preaching about the kingdom of God, about bringing reconciliation here, because that's what he desires to see. We are called to care for the poor, the immigrant, the fatherless, the widow. Right? These categories are all straight from scripture, by the way. Uh, even the immigrant one. <laughs> and it doesn't distinguish between legal or illegal either. Uh, and, and just so you know, I'm not making policy prescriptions here, okay? The Bible doesn't either. Uh, there are some very real and practical things that we need to think through regarding how we handle immigration and, 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 and different countries and different parties have their views, have their own views on how to deal with that issue. What I'm saying, though, is that as Christians, Regardless of what the policy regarding immigration is, we need to care for them. doesn't matter what the policy is, we are called to care for them, right? To get them help, to love on them, because we are citizens first of the kingdom of God. Uh, I remember going off to college, uh, and I went, I went to a public school all the way through high school, uh, and I was the religious one. Right? I, was, uh, I led the Bible study, I was the, <clears throat> I was the moral one who didn't drink and curse and sleep around. Uh, I was the super Christian, right? <laughs> and, so, um, and honestly, I was kind of annoying about it. I didn't really get the whole loving part of our earlier uh, core value. But then I went to Messiah University, right? And, and there I met all kinds of people. And, and kind of like back in high school, a lot of my friends were, you know, drinkers and, and partiers and all that kind of stuff, regardless of what they had uh, agreed to on the community covenant that said that they weren't going to do those things. Uh, but also a lot of my friends took Jesus a whole lot more seriously than I ever did, right? These were incredible people with wisdom and maturity, and they really cared about social justice, Right, they weren't even afraid to use that term. <laughs> in, some, 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 in some circles in my past, uh, not all, but a good bit, and then in other places that I've encountered in the intervening years, the phrase social justice is like a curse word. Right? But again, that just creates this false idea that says you can either be for the gospel or for social justice. What? Right? Jesus was about both. 
Right? Our core value says following the example of Jesus. So let's look at that example, right? One time Jesus was teaching a big crowd and, uh, and a man was brought to him who couldn't walk. He was brought there by his friends. His leg didn't, legs didn't work and so his friends wanted to see him healed so they brought him to Jesus. Luke 5.20 picks up that story here. When Jesus saw their faith, his friend's faith, he said, Friend, your sins are forgiven. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law began thinking to themselves, Who is this fellow who speaks blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God alone? Jesus knew what they were thinking and asked, Why are you thinking these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say, Your sins are forgiven? Or to say, Get up and walk. But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, I tell you, get up. Take your mat and go home. Immediately he stood up in front of them, took what he had been lying on, and went home praising God. Everyone was amazed and gave praise to God. They were filled with awe and said, we have seen remarkable things today. Jesus saw that this man's greatest need was his forgiveness of sins. And truly, that is everyone's greatest need, which is why we must be a witness for Christ and declare the gospel of Jesus. But he also healed the guy. Right? Jesus was about both the physical and the spiritual because the gospel is about reconciliation. Re reconciliation of our own hearts to God, as the declared message communicates, and reconciliation or making right the reconciliation of this world to bring the kingdom of God here among us. This is why we serve compassionately. Because Jesus served us, and so we serve. We are to bring healing and hope to our communities by connecting people to God, to his church, and to his mission. Right, that's our newly stated purpose statement for Marsh Creek Community Church. Healing and hope to our communities. That's really what these two core values are all about. And there are a million different ways that we can serve compassionately. Right? And, and they don't all have to be in big systemic, big social justice kinds of ways. We can do some of those bigger things when we come together as a body of Christ together to address issues like racial reconciliation uh, or caring for young mothers. Uh, but there are also individual things that we can do, like paying for somebody's groceries, right? Like, like caring for a neighbor's pet or giving car rides for friends. Uh, interacting kindly with our cashier, right? Making meals, visiting nursing homes, helping care for the sick, praying for our mail carriers. The options are only limited by our imagination. So instead of preach the gospel and if necessary, use words, maybe it should read something more like preach the gospel with your lives and with your words. This is a part of what it means to be brethren in Christ. That we will value the declared gospel of Jesus. That he lived the perfect life we couldn't live, died the death we should have died, and rose again to give us hope. And we, and we will value the people that he created alongside of us and work to bring his reconciliation, his rightness, his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. We witness to the world 
and we serve compassionately. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your example. We do these things following the example of our Lord Jesus. Thank you for living that life, that for, for giving us the model, the example of serving out of an abundance of love, not out of obligation, not out of this is something I should do, but this is something that I take joy in doing because your image is stamped on all of us. So Father, help us to do that well. Help us to witness to the world courageously, boldly, with words. And give us the courage and the boldness to serve compassionately. Father, in, in ways that are systemic, in big ways, Father, may we work to make justice reign in our world. And then in the individual, one-on-one -on -one ways, may we love people because you do. Father, in all these things, we ask that you get the glory for the growth of your kingdom. We pray these things in your name. Amen.